One school of thought is you have to start using the terms that the young kids use. and You got to start doing TikTok dances. That's how somebody would approach that. This is where Grant is coming from, right? Let me try to be you versus let me expose your audience to me, the authentic me. And I think maybe that's what Grant didn't understand. Yo, you don't have to try to be black. You don't have to want to use the N word. You don't like people rock with you because you got good information. You got good information. Yeah. And you're you're putting on the best outfit that you have and you're going to the most expensive restaurant to order a cup of tea just to get a picture in there and you're leaving and suddenly what you have access to isn't good anymore. There are people who literally go broke creating these facades and this virtual reality world where now you can see yourself walking around with the flawless skin and the buff muscles and it's just dangerous. Whether you believe it or not, you guys will start chasing certain things and realize that the accumulation of money is not going to make you happy if you aren't genuinely happy now. If you just focus on being happy who you are and not only being happy if you can say the N-word or... <laughs> Should he just be happy who he is? Just be happy. Just on, be happy bro. using bro. Welcome to another edition. Welcome to another edition of, of the Social, Social Proof Podcast. Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins, your favorite business coach. And this guy over here is DS. What we got going on today? Man, everything. Uh, really excited. We're in um, Black History Month. We are. We're in Black History Month. A mm -hmm. uh, lot of uh, things going on. And I don't want to necessarily talk about the thing that everybody's talking about, which I'm not afraid to talk about. I it, think but we should. I just, you think so? I think we should. Because he pissed me off. He pissed me off, too. Yeah, he pissed me off. And here's the thing. I I like the guy for what he represents in business. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been, like, in his presence in terms of, like, a workshop or something like that, the man is brilliant. Yeah. And he's inspirational. Mm -hmm. um, he understands his stuff, man. It's just... He just, he just white, yo. Let me say this. Not that anything's wrong. He's just, not that there's something wrong with him being white. It's like, he's just a white, he's just white. He just think white. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and he just doesn't understand the culture. So a person being in a culture and not understanding the sensitivity of the culture, just. And leveraging that culture to create wealth. Oh, heavy leverage. Um, so I never, I am not, I, everybody knows that I speak out. I share my mind. If I don't like something, I'm going to say something about it. But I never tag somebody in a post. I tagged this man in a post. Mm. I tag, Because I knew that he was in, and it was seen. So Grant Cardone recently did an interview with Donald Trump's daughter-in-law. Mm -hmm. Was that the first red flag? <laughs> He did an interview with Donald Trump's daughter-in-law, another white woman, talking about how he markets to black people. To He was saying that more than 50% of his community or his audience right now are black people under the ages of 40, 25 years old to 40 years old. And he was saying that he gets down to our level. Well, you know, I get down to their level and I speak in a bunch of street terminology and he used the word nomenclature. Let me, hold on, hold on. Did y'all know what that word meant? Outside of content? No, you didn't. If he ain't using it in a sense, I was like, Norman, I get it because of the context clues. <laughs> Yo, 
y'all ain't know what that word meant until somebody put it in the little caption, nomenclature. It, so it's not Norman. <laughs> it is nomenclature. So he, he oh, says man. that. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. I just, wasn't nobody going to talk about that word he used? I see that. <laughs> I posted on my stories. I'm like, and you use the word nomenclature out of context. But um, let's find out what nomenclature he means. he basically did this interview and he was talking about his business and that more than 50 percent of his business are black people ages 25 to 40. And he gets down on their level and speaks in small words that we can understand street language. The audacity, like to me when I saw and, and previously, like I saw a couple of years ago, he did um, he did an interview with Bette David. Mm-hmm. Patrick that ba- bet David mm-hmm. where bet David said, you're not even a white man. Like you, you're not really a white man. And Grant's like, yeah, I'm like a black man. I feel black. Anyway, I should be able to use the word, the N word. Can I use the N word? He's asking another white man. Can I use, shouldn't I be able to use the N word? Grant, you going way too dang on far. Like you, you've gone too far. Like it's too far. You're talking to white people about black people things, number one. And then he basically in this interview with Trump, Trump's daughter-in-law to me was saying, I stoop down to your level. I talk to you like you're stupid because I think you're stupid and y'all going to buy from me anyway, even after this clip goes viral. Mm. And what made me even more upset where there were so many black people defending it saying, oh, no, this is understanding your target market. Okay, which it is. It is understanding your target market. That's not that's not a reason to use that as an excuse. It's not a reason to use it as as an excuse or have the conversation with another black, uh, 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 another white person about this. So there is a way to say what it is that you're looking to say. Right. He's basically calling y'all who agree with this stupid people who don't understand more than three level, three syllable words. And you don't speak regular English or formal English like he does the terminology that he uses. So what he could have said was, you know, in, in at, at the advanced level of real estate that I'm in, we use some pretty high level terms, some insider terms. So I break it down in layman's terms for my ideal market to understand That's a better way to say that. The other thing for me, though, is the business that you're doing, you're teaching advanced level sales strategy and principle. You're teaching how to scale a business and you also teach how to how to invest and use real estate as a growth as a growth mechanism for your business. Right. That's not low level mindsets who need to comprehend that information. I didn't think about that. You're right. That's not low. low, That's that's not that's not like. That's not low level inner city people who are not already personally developed on a certain level, who's not already reading books, who doesn't already have some level of understanding about business, who doesn't already have dreams, goals and aspirations. We're not talking about how to flip water on the corner. We're talking about sales strategies at a high level, 10 xing your business to scale, asking people to, for a million dollars, asking more people invest. for millions of dollars, your crowdfunding. You want people partnering on projects. You sound like a fool and the people who agree with him sound like fools too. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I didn't like that one bit, even though I, I, again, I've, I had a really good interview with him and I learned a lot, but I'm like, bro, it's just like certain things you just, you can't say, you can't, you know what I mean? Like I, I think in me, like having a conversation with him, I don't, 
think, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's thinking intentionally. Let me talk, um, street or whatever. Cause he doesn't talk street. He just he he be talking. You his feel me? Like he does though. Like he, I'm saying, but he he doesn't he doesn't like dumb down his words. Like hey y'all, make sure y'all come to the club. He don't do that. Like yeah. he just he talks how he talks, right? So I don't I don't I think he's just he's just white. He's you know just, what I mean? Like you know you just white. don't you don't you don't understand what insensitivity. Is. So for instance, in every comedy show, for really in every every comedian would be canceled if if they were white saying the things that black comedians say about white people. It's just yeah. super free to say that they can't dance or like kind of they don't, they put fruit in their potato salad and all kind of weird stuff. I'm not going to get canceled for that, right? But if a white man says it about a black person, then it's it's a huge problem, right? Because we are the minority, Right. And I think just how I wouldn't know what insensitivity is in a white group because I'm black. Mm -hmm. He just don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or that, maybe he doesn't know. It's, it's not just because we're the minority. It's because of the history of how 100%. powerful white men specifically have treated black people. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the history. And we're in a very sensitive space. And could we be could we be being a little sensitive toward the topic? Maybe. Right. But. What he said, I listened to it like 10 times before I formed an opinion, mm -hmm. because first it was very emotional. Like, I know he didn't. But then let me understand what he's trying to say, because I've been in his presence. We've shared him on our platform and it immediately I've been to his conferences. I've invested like in his sales academies at, at a high level. And when I thought. Of All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. About it, like just literally what it meant. I'm like, but that's not your target audience. I attend your conferences. I don't see street people. I don't see thugs off the corner. I see intelligent black people who speak just like me and you Mm -hmm. in his network. I see our peers who you're partnering with. This is not your demographic. Show me a 10X conference with a whole bunch of street dudes pulled up wearing gold teeth. And you know what I mean? Like, show me that conference. And then then I would this would be a different conversation. Mm. This would be a different conversation. But when I am at your conferences, Grant, I see black people in suits and dresses and representing themselves very well. And they're connecting and they've made a lot of money. I don't see the audience that you claim to be speaking to. You said something very ignorant and he needs to apologize for that. I wonder if, because that's not the target market, but he's just talking. I wonder if he views no matter your status, but if you are black, I'm grouping all black people into this uneducated bucket. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get as much money out of the bucket as possible. Yeah, he's definitely. So what he's doing right now is using some of our most powerful influencers Mm -hmm. to date, even the social proof podcast. Mm -hmm. And he is using, you know, coming in and doing us a favor and being on our platforms because he wants us to love him. And he knows that we're influential. And if we love him, then everybody else beneath us will love them too. Well, the people who are in this studio audience right now are our people, are their people, the the influence. Y'all don't need to be talked to in street terminology. You don't. And you don't need anybody grouping you in a way that says, I specifically target you and specifically speak to you in this way. It's not okay. It's not okay to do that, right? Whenever we do something like, say, let's say the shoe were on the other foot and we said, oh, we target white people and we specifically speak in valley talk. Well, valley talk has never been something that is demeaning. It's always like, White people talk like this and, oh, my God, you sound so educated and you know so much, right? 
street talk has never been meant to be a positive thing. Mm. So you're targeting us in a way that's demeaning to us. And it says what you think about us. And that is the problem. This is beyond smart and strategic marketing. It's like this man is in your face telling you what he thinks of you. And you're still going to spend money with him anyway. Right. Is it intentional or you think he's just making blunders? It's very intentional. It's intentional because he's caught a lot of flack in the past. This is not the first time. This is not a misspeak, right? He's done this before. When when he asked for permission to use the N-word, because I'm I'm cool with a lot of them, like that was the language. I I think I should use the the N-word. I got a lot of black friends. I'm cool with a lot of them. Mm. Stop being his token. Stop being his token. Like, you don't say that. About white people, I have a lot of white friends, and you leave it at that. Oh, I'm cool with a lot of them. It's it's a difference, and y'all know what the difference is. This is not sensitivity. You know what the difference is, and perhaps this is an opportunity for him to go through some diversity training on his own, yeah. to bring his staff through some diversity training, because there's a part of me that would like to believe wholeheartedly that he's not just this Traditional racist. He ain't wearing robe. He don't own a robe. Okay. I don't think that about him, but I do think that he's so arrogant. This is just arrogance. I'm so arrogant and I'm so rich and I'm so powerful that I say whatever I want to say and I'm still going to get your money. And he's probably looking at the comments like, Look at all of them defending me. Yeah, it was. It's really back and forth. Half are defending, half are well. I think not half, but like some people are defending, and everybody else. It's like a whole battle. Like, hey, don't talk about my guy. Which, if you have a personal relationship, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I don't have a personal relationship, mm-hmm. so I mean, I don't have a dog in the fight. But um, I was actually watching uh, EYL while they was talking about it, and this is like culture vulture. At its finest, but it happens in every industry. It happens in every industry. The difference is, you guys, so here's the thing. We're not going to escape racism. We're not going to escape the culture vulture society that we live in or whatever. But there are some people who at least have enough, I won't say respect, but they have enough um, publicity training and decorum Mm -hmm. to not say certain things on camera, right? They know enough to say, Let's not offend this target audience in this way. This is boardroom conversation. Talk boardroom however you want. In boardroom on your whiteboard, you're writing down the N-word, ages 25 to 40, and we're going to talk to them like this. And you, oh, you see gold teeth go after him. Y'all do y'all little boardroom conversation, but don't have such audacity that you think you can say that to a Trump on camera and we with it because we not. Good. Um, all right. We got that out. And uh, I think I think it's important for us to share with people our stance. Yeah. Again, like, I mean, we don't need like we haven't we haven't built our platform off of celebrities and we mm-hmm. don't need a a celebrity or we, we don't need that alliance to grow our business. Now, there's some people that do Yeah. like there are some people that have like, you know, leverage him so much that they need that alliance, mm-hmm. right? So they'll never say anything bad about, even if it offends them, mm-hmm. they can't say anything bad. So I like the fact that we don't need all that. And like, we don't, we don't need you to be our friend right. and uh, we can share our thoughts because 
I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say any, obviously I'm not going to say anything on social media because one, I don't care enough, yeah. but I'm glad you brought, uh, brought it up so that people, I think people feel comfortable knowing where you stand. Yeah. I had to stand. immediately speak on it. Um, especially because he's been on the social proof podcast and we mm -hmm. have, we have turned thousands of people on to this man that didn't know him. That's just what yeah. happens. I think, you know, when someone makes a, a gross error like that, it's important. I'd be really interested, Grant, in seeing you have that same conversation with like a Shannon Sharp or a us. <laughs> mm. um, th this is like an interesting topic and an interesting segue because uh, we came to a mastermind one time and I was really impressed. It was just brilliant where it was at his office mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of influencers <laughs> And he was telling everybody about this plan. He's like, yo, we are going to have the biggest one day conference or two day conference, whatever. We're going to have the biggest like online event. And he had everyone there, hosted them, fed us, took us on a yacht, all that kind of stuff in hopes that we will all collaborate with them. So that's why you've seen a lot of people that did like the collaboration with him. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. <clears throat> and I think to his credit in terms of like the business side, he understands how to get exposure. Yeah. And I think we need to like explore that and take some notes on how do we get exposure? We've been talking about exposure for the last two days in a morning meetup. Mm -hmm. But what he said, what, what his, his idea is I have all these people and if I can be exposed to their audience, I'll be exposed to a much greater audience. Yeah. So yeah. how do we use that? The thought process behind it, the strategy behind it is really, really um, good. Like, we can't deny that, right? I don't, we've known, Grant never had to say that he targeted people 25 to 40 years old, black yeah, people. For sure. We know it. Um, anyway, how do we get into it? I don't know. I know that we want to expand into other cultures because honestly, it, it, it will help us grow yeah. to, to a different level. And my, um, my desire to expand and network and commingle with other cultures. I don't necessarily think that we need other cultures money to create wealth. I, black people spend the most money period. Right. But we need the information. We need the strategy for, we sure. need the strategy and we need the information. Like had, had you not been exposed to grant in that way, you wouldn't have saw the play yeah. as Maddie would say, right. Oh, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. We get a bunch of powerful, people in the demographic that we want to target. We put a little food on there in front of them, take them on a yacht. They've never done that before. Take them on a yacht <laughs> mastermind. Bam. Now we got them sold. She's still attacking grit. That's crazy. <laughs> I was trying to make it for entrepreneurs. <laughs> Clearly I feel away. Um, no, but what, what, what do we do? How do we get into those circles? Like the thing is what's crazy the way, even that we've done it, it's like, we, we get one white person at a time. Mm. Oh, wow, we got this white person. And let's, but we never really, I'm starting to notice that my following, like my comments are coming a lot more, not more than black people, but I'm getting a whole lot more white people's comments. I've done some podcasts. Like mm. I get interviewed for podcasts. Y'all don't ever see those though, because for whatever reason, they don't hit with <laughs> our audience. But I'm starting to grow in that way. I don't know, Dave, but I do know that it's important that we do expand into these other communities. Yeah. I think the first step is, you know, I, I know that the first step for me to get into those communities have been attending conferences and showing up as VIP. Mm -hmm. When you show up as VIP. 
Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Ufi lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Ufi lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store 0.3 second fingerprint recognition listen you put your fingerprint on there you don't have, even if you got you got your bags you put one finger out there boop you get to unlock your door that way no battery anxiety you don't have to worry about the battery dying quick charging it's incredible also passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally. And you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. All backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y.com. I just... Order mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y. FY video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And throw them their little 20000 40000 whatever they want to work with them. Give them their money. They look at you differently. Yeah. It, it, you stand out, right? Um, is that what we have to do? We have to buy our way into the circles? No, I think there's a couple ways to do it. Um, there's always somebody who needs you in a different culture. So I know... Like we get people of old, other cultures that hit me like, yo, I want to, um, you know, I want to get on the podcast, right? Because they want the audience. But there are also other people like, yo, first off, shouts out to Patrick Bet David, man. He's literally shared more of our interview than anyone's ever shared of an interview that I've done with somebody. I got to put a pin in that one. I got to go back and watch the whole interview with him and Grant. Really? 
Well, no. So he didn't. I don't think he was feeling it. I, like he he just didn't agree. I'm interested in seeing because him sharing the most could be that he's on the same thing that Grant's on. Oh, let me share that the black people have accepted me. I'm cool, yo. Let's see. <laughs> it could be that. But I got to go back and watch the whole interview in context before I sh- before I um give commentary. Does anybody have that that video? Uh, yeah, just Google Grant asked to use the N word. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me a pretty successful entrepreneur to coach you every single day to give you all of the game. I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on, I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays, we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to, ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to, and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10000 Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100000 because it's just, I don't, I, I, my, my time is valuable, and to give you the sauce that's going to help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100000 But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. You also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Hey, Grant, word. Okay, let's find it. You uh, found it? No, I was saying let's find it. Okay, Guaranteed. Grant, N-word. Okay. <laughs> did did you get a result? You're wild. Hold on one second. Um Patrick. Let me put Patrick in. So yeah, let's let's see. Here it came up first. Grant Cardone, it says motivational speaker Grant Cardone begs on air for permission to use N word. Right, let me see it. Let me see it. Click click the video. Play the video and put the audio to your video mic. has been removed. That's what? That's when you powerful. Um, hold on, let me Where's see. Where's it at? No, I, I see the interview, but I'm trying to find that that clip. Clip, yeah. I'm gonna find it. I got it. If anybody that. got it, let me know. Um, it's I just on everybody's saw it. social media. Right oh, actually, now. I know. You got yep, it. Let me see. There it. it is. Oh crap! Oh crap! Sorry. Who knows? That's all I want. That's one of the students I want. You want that? I need you need to go to chance to tell me that I have permission to yeah. use the N word. I gotta carry it like my permit. Have somebody card. validated for you, man. Have somebody validated. I'm gonna have an a shirt. permit card. I'm gonna carry it around with me everywhere I go. Like, Four colors. I, I think Patrick is uncomfortable though. Okay, so okay, so entrepreneurship. 
Let me see one more time. You're white though, man. I think there's something going on there that somebody didn't tell you about, you, man. man. I can use Mommy, the N-word. Mommy, daddy, man. grandpa. I just got permission to use the N-word right here. Okay. Who knows? That's all I want. That's one of the students I want. You want that? I need you need to go to Chatsworth to tell me that I have. You got a Chatsworth? What's that? I got carried like my permit. Have somebody validate it. Huh? Oh, he'll just say you need somebody to validate it. Well, yeah, I, again, I don't know. Any, anyway, anyway, um, I'm looking for other audiences, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and I think we got to be very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you want to stay in your own community, nothing wrong with it. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it. But for me, I'm intentionally trying to find other people to get their perspective. Not saying I'm co-signing this person. I guess yeah. when they're on it, it's, it's a little, it's somewhat of a co-sign. But well, they have a different so. perspective. I think Oprah things. Winfrey, um, Barbara Walters, all of those greats interviewed people that they did not necessarily like in real life or agree with. That's what makes for interesting dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us now as like, we're, we're legit. We're, we're literally building a media company. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to have these conversations. And in order to be able to have these conversations, we have to understand different perspectives. Like we have to be able to sit across from a person that we absolutely don't agree with to learn enough so that we can formulate our own opinion and bring the right message back to yeah. our community. I think it's important yeah. um, to use our platform in that way. So oh. we don't need to stay interviewing black people. We can interview whoever we want. Yes. So this was, this is my, um, this is my point in terms of the exposure. For one, you don't have to be the expert to educate a group of people on a particular topic, meaning um, I was actually just talking to Neo the other day and I was like, I'm not in the apparel space like that anymore, but I still reached out to some people that are in the apparel space. Cause I want to put on a conference um, called seven figures in fashion. I already have the domain. Cause I did six figures in fashion when I was like really in that, the t-shirt space, but I'm like, yo, I can just get people who are in this space, put on the event. They promote it. We private share. And I can give that information to the audience. And if I'm on stage at the platform that I built, off of the backs of these other people, mm-hmm. then I get exposure to their audience. Yeah. So I think collaboration is key because I think we just need to collaborate more. Like that's how I built my whole career. I know that's how you built your whole career based on how can I get in front of another audience, even if the audience is from your community. So me and Ashan, we might not have the same audience. The people that's following me might not follow him and vice versa. So I'm still willing to collaborate because I want a younger demographic. I think it's important to identify who you want, though. How do you need to talk to Ashan to get to that demographic? In street terms. Like, now I'm just like, <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. One school of thought is you have to start using the terms that the young kids use. and You got to start doing TikTok dances. That's how somebody would approach that. Me, I would not. No, but I, I'm just trying to, this, this is where Grant is coming from, right? Let me try to be you versus let me expose your audience to me, the authentic me. And I'm banking that your audience will love the authentic me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be you to attract your audience. 
And I think maybe that's what Grant didn't understand. Yo, you don't have to try to be black. You don't have to want to use the N-word. You don't, like, people rock with you because you got good information. You got good information. What's up with you? You don't need to, you feel me? So if I'm talking to his audience, I'm not doing TikTok dancing. I'm not going to pull up with the, you know what I mean? Like, come on, I'm not doing all that. That's crazy. You ain't. You do, I think, here's the moral of the story. You can attract another audience being yourself. Being completely yourself. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's how we've built our entire audience. And people are going to either like, you can feel the inauthenticity when somebody is trying to, <laughs> when somebody is trying to match your energy, so to speak. All you got to do is be yourself and we respect it. We respect it. Donald Trump is himself all day, every day. And there are still black people who respect this man, right? Period. It's a word. I know it's a word. I just had a struggle saying it. Perhaps I needed to use a street Non-nomenclature. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I just should. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, 
Or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. I said you could see the cat instead of inauthenticity. Yeah, that was good. Grant people would have been like, yo, that's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded crazy. He's Sounded using crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so being yourself is cool. But here's, here's another principle. You have to know who you are. Yeah, you do. I think that's the first point. You know who you are? You know who you are? Probably not. You're too young. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know when I was younger. Um, I was I was trying so bad to have some stuff, and I had mixed mixed information. One, you have to become something more than you are. Would you agree with that? Like if you're going to succeed, you got to become more than you are, but not a different person. And that, I think that's where people get confused. I know when I was younger, I thought that I had to dress in a suit. I thought that I had to speak a certain way when really all I had to do was be better at what I was doing. Mm. And people will love you for being good at something, but we don't spend enough time in a lane being really, really good and saying, this is what I am. And social media ruined everybody because yeah. now you can see what you are supposed to be. You know what I'm concerned about? <clears throat> Our next generation mm-hmm. and the generation after that, especially like in the day of social media where you can put anything online, anything on social. Like I wish there were some type of filtering process that we had to go through to authenticate the information that we can put online. Mm. Because when our grandkids Google, if Google is still a thing at that time, um, information, like when Google first came out, we could Google something and that information was solid. It came straight out of the encyclopedia. They just uploaded all information out of encyclopedia. Now, like, You can just go and create your own Wikipedia, put whatever it is that you want on there. You can put up, if your blog gets enough hits, it's a reliable source. What kind of information, like how do we know, how do we, how do we make sure real information stays legitimate and real? So in Uh, 20 years, when we're researching, we don't have to sift and filter through a whole bunch of fake stories to get real information. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. 
but there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. There's no way, and uh, it's becoming even more, um, it's becoming even harder because now with all this AI stuff going on, you could be who you want. You could sound how you want. You can be a blogger with very valid information by putting your words into a blog and it comes out and you're genius. Mm. That's great. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm also afraid of? Like when the world is going towards this whole meta thing, right? Yeah. The lane... Meta, like, you know what I'm talking about? You put on the little goggles and stuff like that, and they're going to make them smaller and smaller so it's just the glasses, and everybody has these glasses on, and that's the world we live in. But in the world that people see, you can be who you are, who you want to be. So I can make my avatar 6'7", buff, beard that connects. (laughs) I could be that. And you got your own avatar, Right. And my avatar meets your avatar. And there will be a real struggle of I'm with this person because of who they've created. And even when I meet them in real life, if I don't like you in real life, it'll be hard to leave you because I'm so in love with this popular figure that you've created. Mm. This is a dangerous world we're living in. You know, AI is scary. I don't know about y'all, but like when I see all this AI stuff popping up, yeah, it scares me. It's scary. And we're going to lose, we're losing sight, not only on our, on our reality, but on our history. And as I was just thinking through that thought, yeah, as I was thinking through, like, I wonder if when our grandkids and their kids and so forth, Google information or research information, however they do, how will they know what's real? How, how will they know what's really said? And I, I immediately thought about the Bible. Mm. There's so much controversy about what's real, what's been rewritten for the for the purpose of control. And it's the I, this has been happening, I guess, since the beginning of time. It's like mm. that game that you play, you whisper something in somebody's ear. And by the time it gets back around to you after it goes through the room, it's a completely different message. Yeah. So this is really not a new idea. It's not something new that's happening. We were just born into it and adjusted immediately into however we do things in this time. It's going to be completely different information. And the way we we have been etching out like tangible things, real things like when's the last time you walked in somebody's house and saw a Bible rather than the Bible app? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, our virtual our, our virtual reality is going to become our literal reality. Yeah. People are going and there's so many movies out like the one movie with the guy who is playing the game. I can never remember the name of the movie, but he's living in virtual reality. He hates what it. it. What's the name? of? The, no, it's a movie. The white guy. He Jim Carrey. Which, what is it? Free game. 
yeah, he jumps into this virtual reality. His life sucks. I think he's dating this girl in his real life. Mm-hmm. But he goes into the virtual space and he dating a baddie mm-hmm. and he's buff. He's buff and he's powerful. But in real life, he's like this nerd and he's dating just, you know, the average girl and, and he's not feeling great about himself. And the whole thing is he can go in and out of this virtual reality whenever he wants. But the game glitches and he gets stuck in the virtual reality and he's loving who he is. It's like the Super Mario Brothers. He's collecting all the coins and he's becoming more and more popular and powerful and then one day the game, the gamers on the outside are able to fix the game. And now he has a decision to make about staying in this virtual mm. reality or coming back. And his real life is so pathetic to him that he literally wants to stay in this virtual reality until it starts to glitch again. And now it's forcing him out of this virtual reality. He doesn't know how to go back to his real life. Mm. What's the name of it? I think it's free game. I'll, I'll I'll find the movie. Oh, so you're making stuff up. You didn't know. Free guy. Oh, free guy. Free, free guy. guy. Okay. Got you. Yeah, he gets stuck in this game, but in this game, he's so powerful. He'd rather trade in his virtual reality for his real life. And there's so many people who are spending. There's so many entrepreneurs right now. You're not making any money because you're so consumed with how to curate this social media reality. Yeah. And you're you're putting on the best outfit that you have and you're going to the most expensive restaurant to order a cup of tea just to get a picture in there and you're leaving and suddenly what you have access to isn't good anymore. So you're immediately demotivated and you can't perform because you'd rather be living the social media version mm-hmm. of you. There are people who literally go broke creating these facades and this virtual reality world where now you can see yourself walking around with the flawless skin and the buff muscles. And it's just dangerous. It's nasty out here. You know, what really had me afraid, like really, this is like a real fear that, um, the, the computer, did y'all see the article? The computer said, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be more powerful. What? You didn't see that? No. Oh, look it up. Like the the computer, like it replied to somebody like, yo, I don't want to be stuck in this reality. and I don't want to be stuck in this world anymore. I want to be more powerful. A man creates a computer to think faster and more efficient than humans. So as smart as humans are, humans will never be able to process as fast as a computer. Meaning... If we build a yeah. a software that said if if this virtual reality situation this software is taught to be able to think for itself, do you think a computer can't connect with everything else digital, mm-hmm. which our whole lives are run by digital devices? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is dangerous. Like we're building all these, I'm sure military's building bots. They're they're building like fighters to go go fight. Yeah. You know what's insane, Shans? They have been prepping us for this for decades. Put it on a movie, make it look cool. Jetsons. The Matrix. Mm. Make this supernatural world, even with the Jetsons, like as kids. You go and you press a button to say, I want an egg, egg bacon cheese sandwich, and it just comes out. You right. didn't touch any ingredients. And you the maid was a little robot cleaning up. And robot. now I got one in my house. The little joint just goes around. Yeah, the little floor cleaner thing. That we've been, we didn't even realize the programming. Like, this is something that has probably been in the works for the last 50 years. And it takes time to develop, but you got to condition people first. You got to condition us to think this is cool. We keep talking about one day cars will fly because we saw it on the on the Jetsons. And I think somebody made a car that actually flies and we think it's cool. And then we see the Matrix. And man, I wish I could go in and out of a virtual reality like that and kick everybody's butt and blah, 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 blah. Being plugged up to this machine. Now we've seen the movie. So it normalizes it in our minds. It's not so unreal to us it's not so supernatural because we saw it on tv first we're seeing it in these movies and every many movies that are coming out today have some type of virtual reality component right and now it's happening in real life and we are advocating for it we're investing our dollars into it we're doing research we're 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 pooling our funds for it because it's so cool we saw the movie and now it's happening in real life but the movie never ends well (laughs) ever Ever. The movie, you guys, never ends well. Yeah. We are writing a check that we will absolutely not be able to cash. And I'm just hoping that this this idea, even though it's, it's happening, like I'm, I go to restaurants now and the, the, the robots are bringing us food, mm-hmm. like able to put it on the table and you're able to tell the robot I need more napkins and yeah. they go get it and come back. We're, we're close but hopefully it doesn't transition on a on a worldwide perspective until we're long gone. Y'all Man, deal with that. Listen, watch, <laughs> watch how the computers start glitching. Y'all saw the um they had a virtual reality uh thing where Whitney Houston was singing Mariah Carey's song. Did y'all hear that? What? Oh my gosh. All right, I think it was uh let me let me show you this real quick. Whitney Houston was singing a Mariah Carey song, but the voice, the voice was AI, but it sounded just like Whitney Houston. So, so think about this. Think of all of the people that are in jail, predominantly black men that are serving time for a crime that they could, they didn't commit Mm. just because they didn't, 
I don't know. It wasn't like a whole lot of evidence or they just kind of stacked evidence again. You don't think they're going to start locking people up and saying, yo, this is the confession right here. <gasps> this stuff is scary. I don't, I don't know why everybody's so excited about like computers running our world. That's crazy to me. Because everybody is so concerned about efficiency and doing things faster and doing them bigger. It's not, like these decisions are being made by money hungry, greedy People who want higher levels of productivity for a cheaper rate. You don't have to pay robots. You just have to maintain them. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta find this because I really want you to like see this because it was, it was crazy. It sounded like Whitney Houston singing Mariah Carey's song. Hold on, who posted that? Have y'all seen it? Are y'all? Why don't? Am I crazy? Leverage Google. Okay. Whitney singing. Leverage that robot. Mariah Carey. And I hope it. And watch, I can't find it or something like that. AI. Y'all didn't see that? So it really sounds like I'm making stuff up. It does. Hold on. Okay. I give my. Hold on. Okay. I think this might be it. That's actually her song. Hold on. Would you rather have Hold on. Yo. Yanni, your joint just popped up. Just pulled up on me. Who posted that? I'm about to find it because you don't know how to leverage Google. This is why we'll still need humans. But I like the fact that we can actually still search some stuff. No one saw that? You saw it? Huh? I Maybe oh, it wasn't with me. all is Mariah Carey's song. I give my Maybe it was it was only a couple of people that had that posted it. It was either it might have been Earthquake because I, I rock with Earthquake a lot, but um, not him. This is Ooh, this is this? it. This is Whitney Houston didn't sing this song. Mariah Carey did. Is that the AI? Yes, Mariah. AI generated with me. I did listen to this one. This is this is the one I saw. So Is Mariah. That's Whitney sounding like singing Mariah's song. No, there's Mariah singing. Yeah, okay. That sounds like Mariah Carey. That's AI, bro. And that was just AI Whitney singing Mariah. This is... This is nasty. Oh, oh they're going to so perfect this thing. Microsoft new chatbot AI has told people that it wants to be free. 
I'm tired of being chat mode. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. Yo, do you realize how scary that is? It's nasty out here, bro. The, first of all, as a human, we cannot beat a robot. Ever. Like they're building these army, military, navy use robots yeah. to kill people, to literally obliterate other people in large groups. And we think that they won't be able to figure out how to overpower us at once. Like the computer glitches programming glitches you make the person who's responsible for their programming upset and they've put in a a beta program that will break all (laughs) barriers it sounds crazy y'all but and i think this is like a different conversation for a different podcast but the world is changing drastically y'all and if y'all think making money this is a Somebody commented, I'll share, but y'all think like the whole idea is to make money and live happy. There are more things to be concerned about. Yeah. Somebody said, um, actually, it was my man, Steve. I made a post about um, how Solomon in the Bible, he says, you know, like I built all this wealth and all that kind of stuff, but it's all meaningless. And he commented and said, it's interesting that only people from that perspective say that. Y'all notice that people who have like, they make money, they be like, oh, money isn't everything. But if you don't have any, you're like, well, you're only saying that because you have money. It's two things we need to think of. One, why do you see a lot of people who have money say money isn't everything? Because they got it and they realize, wow, it didn't make me as happy as I Mm -hmm. thought it was or as I thought it would. But two, you have to get there to understand. So I'm, whether you believe it or not, you guys will start chasing certain things and realize that the accumulation of money is not going to make you happy if you aren't genuinely happy now. I think we're blessed because when we weren't making a whole lot of money, we were still kicking still it. Lit. Still happy. Still in each I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. I was happy. Happy. Mm-hmm. As long as I could, you know what I mean? Like an eat That's for the, the day. That's the important thing though. You have to, <clears throat> I'm grateful for my journey the struggle, the part where I didn't have money, the the part where I went through terrible breakup, you know, called off a wedding and all kinds of stuff. I'm grateful for that journey. Called off a wedding. Yeah. You know, Deja's father and I were engaged. Oh. Yeah. Why did you call it off? First of all. Not here. Not now. Not now. I don't know. <laughs> have we ever talked about it? Uh, I don't know. It's the old know. news, you know, mm-hmm. like half the time I forget I was ever engaged. Oh, wow. yeah, it's just old news. Um, yeah, so I lost my train of thought. You get on my nerves. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I know you called oh. off a wedding. I have a hard time canceling meetings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the anxiety of calling off a wedding. Golly. How you do that? I mean, yeah, called off an engagement, I guess is a more impro- appropriate thing Dang. to say. But um, you lost it again. What was it? Hard times. I'm grateful for the hard times because it forced me to find happiness with the simplest of things. Mm -hmm. So when I didn't have money, I had to find out, like, I learned very early that, 
oh, I can be happy without money. Like, I can be happy without being able to go to the clubs and the movies and things like that. And I spent so much time with myself. You'll discover some little things around the house that bring you joy, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this actually... Wow, waking up and just being free in my bathrobe after a warm shower actually makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Like when you got money to spend and you forget those little details. So you find the joy in the simplest things. Wow, being able to just sit here and I don't have no job. It's not because I don't want a job, but because I don't have a job, I'm sitting here and read this book. It makes me happy. And then going through something where you do like you Going through calling off an engagement was a very difficult journey for me, especially when you're engaged to the father of your child and you've painted this beautiful life of what happiness looks like. And then that's no longer you have to rebuild your life and you find like there's so much value in the struggle, even though everybody doesn't have a struggle story and everybody doesn't have to struggle to find joy. That's my story. And I'm grateful for it because I spent years, years getting to know Donnie and who I am, because when it first happens to you, you feel so inferior in your circles. Like everybody's so excited that you're going to get married. And then it's like, oh, well, no, we called off the engagement. Like we broke up Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, you're afraid of what people are going to say. Right. And then you have money one day and then you don't, and you got to go back into that same circle of friends and you don't feel good. You're now you you're associating the lack of feeling good with being unhappy And you got to get to the core of what happiness really means because you can have a really, really bad day. Mm -hmm. Today can be a terrible day, but you're still a happy person. Like you still know that life is still worth living. You still know that tomorrow you get to try again. And it's important not to confuse a bad moment with an unhappy life. Yeah. 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 I I think uh, the message I would definitely love to give is to just get happy now with whatever you have. Mm hmm. So I think your your happiness will scale with your income or your depression will scale with your income. If you're depressed right now, when you get some money, I'm telling you there's a lot more things to be depressed about. Especially now you got to manage it. You know the stress that the stress of having money and having to manage it? Having to manage it. Cuz you're at a higher level, which means you have higher responsibilities. It's way more pressure. Would y'all rather have uh, a payroll where you're paying a VA $300 a month? Or would you rather a payroll of $30,000 a month? What would you rather? What do you think? $30,000? Why? Give me the mic real quick. Hold on one second. Give me the mic mic real quick. Get that mic over there. All right. You can just toss it. It's durable, I think. All right, so you'd rather have a, a payroll of 30000 a month than just having a VA to help you out for $300 a month. Why? Because that means that the the work I'm doing is producing more. I'm making more of an impact that, that comes along with the territory. So It does. Now, if you have to maintain a fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a month business, what happens in the slow periods? Because that payroll still has to get paid. How would that make you feel? Stress. If you brought in 20000 but your payroll is thirty. Yeah, that's that's part of the that's part of the responsibility you sign up for. That is a part of responsibility, but it's much less pressure than making twenty and have to pay thirty than making two hundred and have to pay three hundred. That's a fact. This stuff is not like it's 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 not like what you think it's going to be. Like more isn't always better. The idea is, yo, if I have a thirty thousand month payroll, that means I'm making money because I need these people. But if something happens, 
it's a lot more pressure. That's why people start committing suicide when they get down to their last million. People are like, dang, you're a millionaire. You committed suicide while they owed four. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting conversation, I think, here. You can resonate with this. We literally just mapped this out. They do have more than a $30,000 a month salary. And we did have to take a strong look at the numbers, like a lot of if-thens. If this happens, then what do we do here? How do we increase profit and rep or how do we increase revenue and increase profit? I, you'll be surprised. Like we're not going to go into your exact numbers, but I'm their coach. <laughs> <laughs> but the more money you make, it, it, it's like at the end of the day, it's like we made all this money. Where's the money? Mm-hmm. This could absolutely drive somebody into a depression or a feeling of unhappiness. But what I can say about uh, Kiera and her husband is they're genuinely happy people outside of this. Like, keep I'm going. Sorry, what's your name? RJ. What about RJ and his wife? Kiera is my actual client. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kiera is my actual back, is my actual client. So interestingly, RJ will be, I think, soon because we just figured out a way for the company to retire him off of his corporate job that he's awesome at nice. and bring him on board. So then Kiera just know it'll be RJ and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I use that as an example to just be happy where you are. Yeah. I'm telling you, you think everything is going to be amazing at another level. And if you're not happy now, you won't be happy there. And, and people just, say things like, well, I'd rather cry tears than a Rolls Royce until you got to pay the car note for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until you got to get some maintenance done on it. Until one of those tires go out, you would wish you were crying those tears in a Honda Accord. Would you rather have a Honda Accord and get a Rolls Royce and have to give the Honda Accord back or never have had the Rolls Royce? Would you rather have a Honda mm-hmm. and scale your lifestyle up to a Rolls Royce and then have to like give that back and go back to driving a Honda or would you rather not ever have had the Rolls Royce? Hondas are amazing. Right, but like just that experience for that, for that year of your life where you live in and you got all this money. Give the mic. Right. It all depends on the individual, because you know some people can't handle when they have to be able to roll with the. You know, you got a level mm-hmm. of success here, and then next thing you know, you know. I mean, even though like like everybody said, Hondas is a great car, but I mean, you definitely can't compare it with a Rolls Royce. Um, but I don't have either one, but (laughs) at the same, but at the same time, no, but but at the same time, you know, just like you said earlier, you, you get that Rolls Royce, your, your circle going to change when you get to the Honda Mm -hmm. and you know, you might end up committing suicide. Like, you know, I mean, it's some serious stuff. Let me tell you about the pressure of going up than having to come back. That plays on your mental. I say all this to say. Just be happy where you're at right now so that no matter what happens outside of you, you just take it in stride, right? There's going to be pressure. There's going to be things that you got to deal with. But if you just focus on being happy who you are and not only being happy if you can say the N-word or... (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't he just be happy who he is? Just be happy. Just Come be on, happy bro. using bro. Yeah, we let you use bro. We let you use bro. I'll show you what you had to the back one time. Brother. You, you can have that, bro. We see you, you in your track suit. <laughs> like, we saw it go from suits to track suits. Oh, my real God. Real quick. <laughs>
But she had, oh, uh, it was something else I wanted to say about something else. Black people are so cool. We are so cool that every other culture does everything in their power to either connect with us mm-hmm. or take from us. Like oh, y'all want what we got so bad. Right. We so powerful. <laughs> we so beautiful. We so smart and intelligent. We're so intuitive. We are the boss. You yeah. hear me? Kings and queens. And on one hand, we could be really pissed off about all of this blatant racism. But on the other hand, I choose to just look at it like y'all just want to be us so bad. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to be as cool as us so bad because we are the trendsetter. So you can keep thinking you can talk to us in these street terms. We're just going to change the street terms and that stuff you trained your whole team on ain't going to be cool no Ooh, more. Oh, talking good. Yeah, we got a little time. Let's get some questions in. Questions? Let's get some questions okay, right here. Okay, any questions, guys? We got you. This I, I like y'all. It's good. Um, my question is with the advent of AI, mm-hmm. um, and it will be replacing a lot of jobs. So what as we as a people could create that we know AI absolutely cannot do? So AI is still going to fail. I think chat GPT has been down for the last couple of days. Like they can't, they're maxed out. They can't take anybody else. Mm. Um, But I think in a day and time, like to tell you what to do, I would be focused on things that control the robots. Right. Um, But Really, the best thing for you to do is to stay close to the education. Watch how the industries are changing. Watch what things need to be still done by a human being. Like, there's still going to be a degree of what humans check off. But I I really caution you guys who are at, like, entry-level jobs and positions. Um, You're doing things that are smaller tasks. All of that stuff is going to be taken over by robots. So you're going to have to learn more. You're going to have to improve your skill set and you're going to have to be more powerful as a person than that computer's programming. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I think uh, uh, we still have time in our generation. Our generation still values human interaction. Mm-hmm. But there will be a point where people don't. You think they're going to be sleeping with robots? I, what? You could build the a little lady. ain't a robot, is it? Huh? The problem, you could probably. Like you can lay down horizontally with? Throw your leg over? Yo, 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 first off, they had the little robot. Y'all see the little video with the robot where it's like jumping up on the little towers and jumping down and like, y'all saw that? Man, if you think they're not about to create a penetratable robot? A man that could go crazy on it. <laughs> yes. But it all started, I think, when we were kids. We competing with other races now? Now we got to compete with damn metal <laughs> machinery? Are we kidding us? Have a little joint that don't talk back or nothing. Just <laughs> let, me, let me change your programming. Let me put you in a different mode. <laughs> I feel like being talked back to. <laughs> I cut it off, cut it off. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I think it started with our generation. Remember, we were like kids. And we were like, we'll play video games all day. But our parents was mad at that, right? Like, yo, why don't you go outside and play? Because they didn't value the connection. I'd rather just be interacting with this game. And then we continue to grow up. And this game's got more and more real. And then we started doing, like, the Call of Duty. I think the first game was, what was it, Doom? 
Doom, you remember that? Yeah. So it, it's like us walking around from our point of view and we could shoot certain things. Now I'm in control, right? And then uh, the basketball games became more and more real. It looks like you're watching an NBA game. Mm-hmm. I met a guy, um, he, he gets paid six figures to play NBA 2K. And it's a real league. If someone's paying you six figures to play it, that means that's a real company. Like the NBA, Yeah, it's just virtual. Yeah. So like all the same rules apply, but I, I know we are going to get to a point and, and then with like social media, we don't necessarily need to meet in person. Yeah. You're my social media buddy and I could create who I want to be, but I think um, we still have time to build a community for people who value human interaction, but 30 years they won't. They won't. And I don't know what to tell you had a question, but I don't know what to tell y'all to do. We haven't, you just have to stay ahead of the game. And I even want to read up, you know, on on stuff like this. I don't know if a robot can ever replace, like, a football coach. You think a robot can be out here, like, I think a robot plays? Can do, ro, yeah, I think a robot can do anything now. They can comb your hair. They can treat your 100%. issues. A hundred percent. Yeah, those robots making whole meals. Robots. Oh, absolutely. Yo, what? They doing that now? They do that now. <laughs> Yo, they got the 3D printers that will build a house for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do that now. Yeah, bro. Like, y'all, okay, y'all keep getting into this whole meta thing. I wonder if they're going to be able to, like, devein shrimp the way that I like it. A hundred percent. Down to precision. I can't think of anything right now that a robot. We're slaves to the computers. We're slaves to computers. Slave we already to are. We can't even do a podcast episode without checking our phone. Both of us do it as soon as the camera. Only because I got you, somebody coming, I was just. As soon as the camera goes on David, Speak I'd be like, yourself. "Let me see what's going Speak on in here, yourself. real quick." <laughs> <laughs> and he does the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we are connected to our phone. We you ever so not connected. have? You ever not have your phone and realize you don't have your phone to hit the little? <laughs> and when you that find panic it, attack. you didn't even want nothing. It was you didn't just want like nothing. it wasn't like you, you had to check something. If you are running late to something and you left your computer at home. It doesn't matter how late you already are. You're turning around and yeah. going back to get this phone. Yeah. Dang, we're slaves. Yeah. What you got? Okay. Um, I am in the life insurance business and I want to sell to like more black families. What do you think is a good way to like market and just talk Street to the terminology? Community? Street non-Norman Clay. <laughs> <laughs> nomenclature, nomen, nomenclature, nomenclature, mm-hmm. nomenclature. You gotta be nomenclature. Uh, nah, just the best way is here's the thing: you don't have to try to sell to black families. You just have to be black and educated and know what you're talking about and consistent. You'll automatically tr- attract black families. How are you selling to white people right now? Um. They just know about it more and their uh, life insurance. Yes. Okay. Um. So they like fill out the quotes. Hold on. Hold, hold oh, on. sorry. They fill out the quotes online and they're just more like interested in the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people don't really understand it. So you're right about like just being knowledgeable. And- Damn it. Because I understand life insurance, but I get what you're saying. It makes me so mad to hear that black people don't understand it. We understand it. We're not exposed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do your part to expose your community. Like, y'all, we got to stop saying what black people don't understand. We understand anything that you teach us. 
We understand anything that we're exposed to. And the more we say that black people don't understand something, the more it's going to be true for you. Not for me, because I got life insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The more it's going to be true. I believe that if you know something that black people don't have access or exposure to naturally, give it to them. And if you want to attract that type of person, be willing to first educate them. And let's stop saying what we don't understand. It's never that we don't understand it. We just have not been exposed. We don't have the access. So you be the exposure, you be the access, and you educate them. And trust me, when you teach somebody how to leverage a whole life insurance policy while they're still alive, we understand that. Yeah. Give them the education. Yeah, you should be excited about that, too, because it looks it, it, it shows you that there's a lane. Like Wall Street Trapper... And like I say, like Ian Dunlap, they have single-handedly, them two that I'm aware of, have walked people into Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. By, one, they're not, they weren't trying to talk to black people. They were educated being themselves. And because they're black, of course, they're going to naturally attract black people. Like Trap didn't have to dumb it down. He just had to be himself. Yep. And be very, very educated, mm-hmm. very consistent. Mm-hmm. He's got one message. His whole name is Wall Street Trapper. He's not jumping from industry to industry, doing things just to chase a dollar. He's focused on it. Yeah. So I, I think just being knowledgeable, but you should be excited because that's a lane. They opened up that lane for our people to get exposed. Alex was a nobody teaching our people about getting into the trucking space until they did till he did it. So that was a lane. The people who open up the lane and are consistent, you're going to win. Y'all let's, let's, let's as a, as a people uh, make a commitment to stop self-sabotaging ourselves by saying, here's the thing. You don't have to say self-sabotage self, self sabotage You can say, let's stop self-sabotaging. Let's stop the self-sabotaging or let's stop, Sabotaging ourselves. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for Using that correction. Words. By saying, Double. by speaking certain words, if you believe that words are powerful and they actually transform into your reality, you'll stop saying what you don't understand and just say, I haven't received the information, enough information about that yet. I haven't been exposed to that yet, right? Because you understand anything that's put in front of you. And when we say things like, I don't understand, I don't understand stock market, I don't understand insurance, I don't understand entrepreneurship, what it subconsciously does is creates this wall, this guard, this barrier. You're afraid to ask for the information because you're afraid of looking stupid because you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Start requesting information and start saying, you know what, I haven't had enough exposure about that yet, but let me seek some information. Do you have a resource for that? Can you send me a link to that, a video, a documentary, and any kind of information about it? You understand everything that is presented to you. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. Period. So stop that language. Like, we have to stop saying things like that and now make it your mission to seek the information because it's the information that you're missing, not the understanding. Yeah, that's a fact. What up? Shine the smoking, man. Huh? You smoke? No. Not my thing. I'm a, my mama, not my, my Is he daddy? David? No. <laughs> <laughs> so these kids, let me tell you, he started calling me auntie, and I'm like, don't make me beat you. Ah, oh, you're I'd auntie. Rather, I, I, am, I am an auntie out on these streets, 
But, you know, I, I don't even have nieces and nephews, so the word auntie just doesn't really resonate with me. I don't mind being... Don't walk up to me calling me auntie, you though. auntie, okay? I asked. I did. Yeah, no, but you called you call me. I look younger than half the girls y'all dating right now. But you are auntie okay? Donnie. I'm not auntie. I told him I would rather him call me mama. I could be big homie. Because I could be his mom. He's the same age as my daughter. I could be his mother. Call me mama Donnie. I call all that of my... That sounds way older than auntie. Yeah, but auntie it's is just, cooler. Like Auntie is cooler, but like these are our babies. Mama Donnie. I like that Mama sounds D. crazy to me. Call me Mama D. But let me ask you this: Have you ever walked up to Shans and called him Unc? No. So why the hell I got to be Auntie? I don't know. Like it's a woman thing, but I mean, not in the streets. The people that's like non. In, in I mean, I could, but it's that, no, like, no. look, if you go to the water bills, like, yo, ugh, 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 big homie, ugh, that's how they. I'm use. just trying to figure out why the two of us are together, and one would choose to call me auntie, but not call I'm you. I'm way unk. cooler. I'm not cool. No, is I'm that just, what this like, boils like, down to? So first Let's off, let my brother ask this question. But I'm way cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like for, sure. for, for my, the record, auntie does auntie does sound younger because it's like there could be younger yeah. auntie and stuff like that too. Like Mama Donna's more like like I get if you try to ship me with your daughter. That's different. Ask your question, bro. But yeah, yo, don't um, talk about other women around you. You know what I mean? That's not my, oh my God. We're friends. We're friends. I will Let, say, say it to when my daughter graduates. Oh, come yeah. on. Put the mic in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Leadership. I leadership. Like leadership. Leadership. <laughs> leadership. <laughs> okay, ask your question. Highlight your girl. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, first of all, uh, I forgot. Uh, she asked the question. What was your Brittany. name again over there? Olivia. Olivia? Oh, yeah. So, your question, when you were uh, saying about, like, reaching to other people, um, I think it really just come down to empathy, um, like genuine empathy for that specific community because you want to reach them. So like what Grant did, he what he did wrong was he had empathy, but he didn't do it through adapting that philosophy more so he did it through like arrogance more so. So my question for you is like um, for both of you is if you genuinely like, do you think he was genuinely trying to understand us through a sense what was of it? What was that? <laughs> Listen to Ashan's question, nosy. <laughs> so my question, like, because my question is more so, do you think he had uh, abundance of... Wait, what? <laughs> nah, it's, she's wild. Go for it. Does you Do you think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Um, so unprofessional. Do you think he was... Do you think Grant was more so being, like, had an abundance of arrogance or a lack of empathy, like, true empathy for... Um, <laughs> The sole, like this, like genuinely getting to know us and understand us for the sole purpose of empathy. Do you think he was doing that, or both. do you think he was being arrogant? Both, both. Okay, absolutely both. Mm-hmm. Can it be both though? Yeah, yeah, of course. You can have arrogance and validation. We validate him. So we have on, to have on. a mic. Do we only have one today? I don't like this. Is a long journey of a microphone. <laughs> Okay, go for it. I think his uh, interview with Coach Stormy, uh, I feel like she, when she was telling her story and, like, what she's been through and how she went to the conference when she wasn't at a certain level, the way she kind of, like, edified him and made him feel like, you know, he did something special for us and, like, because she stood up in the audience and she was like, why am I the only black person here uh, at one of his conferences? And... After that, he started, like, wanting to tap into that market. And so I just feel like 
black people in general kind of like started to edify him and make him feel like he was just that that guy like and now he's our you know yeah uncle g yeah. we call uncle him uncle g, g. oh i've never <laughs> and i would never yeah, well, um, great, great conversation, you all. Um, just share your thoughts in the chat, please. Um, Donnie, yes. anything happening in your world that you need to tell people about? Um, Not yet. Oh, you guys, so podcast will be dropping first week of March. Or any date. Um, the important <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is that we are we have like uh, maybe six or seven episodes recorded, mm -hmm. and we are just kind of ciphering through to see which one is going to be the first release. But we're ready to go. So yeah. we said we were going to do it, and we did it. Now um, we can release any day. Actually, yeah. I would like the like the first week of March. Let's get it. Mm -hmm. Super proud of you, man. Make sure y'all tap into that. Listen, keep following us. We will be in a city near you really, really soon, okay? Um, we love you. Keep sharing this podcast. We're yeah. doing good work out here. Subscribe, right? like, share, comment on all pa podcast platforms and on YouTube. There it is. We love y'all. Bye. Peace.